everybody, and welcome back to, uh, I don't have an intro for this one, uh, this is the Zillennial Canon, I'm Kira. Wow, Kira, your, uh, optimism for this movie is sky high. What? (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Alright, yeah, uh, and that's Adam. Yeah, oh yeah, my name's, uh, Adam Sidorius, and we have a... Very special guest, a long-awaited guest. Uh, I have gotten so many fan mail, like from people, like just begging this man to come on the pod. Uh, people have stopped him in the streets when they probably shouldn't, with social distancing, asking, "Buddy, when are you going to be on the Zillion Cannon?" And guess what? He's going to finally be on tonight. Do you want to introduce yourself? Name Zach Coach Boomer. Try not to drop your clipboard. Mm-hmm. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow, I, you know, it's. I, it's it's all right all right. Do we have the entrance music ready, or do we not have that here? We don't have that here. All right. You're just raw well, dogging it right now. I'm just raw. Oh shit. Uh, well, here we go. Well, it's Zachary Perry, the man, the myth, the legend from Critics Podcast, Final Shot Podcast, and Aggressively Okay Podcast. Mhm. All uh, three. Yeah. All three. And uh, soon to be an upcoming episode of another series, maybe. Who knows? Probably not. Um. So. Kira, you, I, I'm very happy about this, but do you want to tell the dear listeners about, like, what you've been doing? Yeah, so, um, as I mentioned last week with our Fast and Furious episode, um, I did like it a lot more than I thought I would, um, but I don't know what I expected, <laughs> like, um, and then Sean received the box set and the mail, and we've just been kind of, like, putting it off, and then today we were, like, Let's have a little, because, like, we can't go anywhere, so, like, we're, like, let's have a little date day, go out to Sonic, and <laughs> then watch Fast and Furious, like, the, the Too Fast, Too Furious, sorry. So, I decided that the way that our schedules are working out, it seems that we're going to be watching one per week, so mm-hmm. I've decided that I'm going to update you guys every week of how I like each movie, because this is something that I find to be important to adam and also maybe people care (laughs) but mostly for me (laughs) they're not necessarily all zillennial movies but it's also like you're kind of like growing up with the franchise like you like see it go through time um like it started when we were babies and then it'll continue into this year next year whenever it's coming out Um, so my review of Too Fast, Too Furious is I was super excited for it. We all know because I love Devin Aoki. I love the fashion. I love like whatever. Um, I was just mostly excited for her because I think she's super cool. But, um, yeah, so I actually loved the movie like a lot. And it's surprising because Adam says that it's like apparently the worst one in the series. It's not. Um, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, it's not, definitely not the best. Um, Fast and Furious is the the fourth one, to me, is the worst. Yeah, I was going to say, which Fast and Furious? Because there's like three of them. I know, I was like, isn't it just, fast, isn't it just fast and Furious? Yeah, it's just Fast and Furious, the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's probably, like, not to steal Kira's Thunder with this, but I'll just say Fast and Furious 4 is probably, like, objectively, like, a little bit better filmmaking-wise, but Too Fast is more fun. Like, they both kind of, like, battle for my number nine spot. But I might give the slight edge to Too Fast. I was just surprised that Kira loved it. So, I mean, like, do you want to tell us, like, why and everything? 
Um, I think, honestly, it it's hard to compare it to the first one because mm-hmm. I find them to be such different, like, vibes. Um, but I'd say I like it, like, on the same level, if not better than the first one because I feel like this kind of, like, really pushes into, like, the almost, like, silliness of it. And um, I just thought that, like, the editing in it was incredible and, like, even when we were watching, like, the opening race scene, like, where they, like, kind of introduce, like, the four main, like, people, uh, I mean, not the four main people, uh, like, Roman is there yet, but, uh, like, the cinematography and editing in that scene is insane, because it's, like, you can't really tell, like, it's, like, weird, it's, like, CGI, it's not CGI, I thought that was super cool, and they, like, kept that throughout the whole movie, it was, like, super colorful, it was fun, it was hilarious, like, And it wasn't even hilarious in a way. Like, I feel like I was kind of laughing at the first one because it was, like, kind of over the top and silly. And then it, like, made me emotional. Um, But this one was genuinely, like, so funny. Like, it was so funny. Yeah, I mean, it was directed by the late, great John Singleton, who did, like, movies Mm -hmm. like Boys in the Hood. And uh, uh, he did Baby Boy, which is actually a really good movie. Um, So, yeah, he's done some really good stuff and i i don't know like i, I think this one's super cheesy and sometimes that like, get gets in the way of it i think some of the later movies even like tokyo drift like balance the cheesiness a little bit better but i do really enjoy this movie and i'm i'm genuinely surprised you liked it like i can't like i because i was kind of preparing you for it for like a I week i think your influence hasn't helped that though like what do you mean you you only talk say good things about it and then the good things stay in others heads not and it's like, necessarily oh, well, there no, you go. she's not she's she's not afraid to tell me I, i'm a I'm very wrong. stubborn person yeah oh so okay so <laughs> this is why adam keeps us as friends okay this makes more sense now yeah because anytime i try to like i don't know like hype either kira or zach up they're not afraid to say no it was bullshit like it was bad yeah so mm-hmm. they keep me humbled yeah we try yeah so, it's not hard. It's 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 not it's not a fun job. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Staying up till three a.m. Saying Adam, be quiet. Or, or sometimes sky high. Oh. Yeah. So that was my too fast review. Fire transition. Too and too fast. Too furious. Much like Ron Wilson, bus driver. Exactly. <laughs> Tonight we're covering Sky High, uh, the two thousand five film. Uh, directed you know. by uh, somebody, uh, Mike Mitchell. <laughs> Mike Mitchell. Wait, not me... the uh, not the guy from the podcast Doughboys, if anyone's familiar with that, but rather the director that directed the films Deuce Bigelow, uh, Shrek Forever After, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, Trolls, and the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Yeah, hmm. and... Um... There's one in there that I am. I can also see like how much of an influence he, this guy was on you, whether you knew it or not, with the uh, trolls. Yeah, love trolls. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, Zach, do you want to tell us what your memories are with Sky High? Zach. <laughs> Had empty Zach? No thoughts. Damn. He has no memories with Sky High. Adam, why uh, don't you tell us what your memories are with Sky High? I mean, I'll try. I'm still crying from Zach's touching story. Um, Zach, if you're listening, you're muted. Um, so 
Um, no, I'm not. Uh, Am I? So, Zachary? He's talking. Hello? He's talking somewhere. I like, no, you guys are going out. Whatever. Hello. I think it's you, buddy. I mean, we're talking. Yeah, I, we're having a full-on conversation here. I don't I know, know where you are. are. I'm like, somewhere. I go off into little, you know, blackout episodes. Kind of like Memento. Okay, cool. So, um, can you can you edit that part out, Kira? No. <laughs> All right, well, Zach. What are your memories about the movie Sky High? Well, so the most important memory of Sky High is probably Mary Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and then the second would be me and my sister. We had this like travel bag of DVDs. And most of them were hers, like 90% of them. And then 10% of it was mine. And it was Cat in the Hat, Masters of Disguise, and this God. movie. Yeah. So it's chaotic. I, it really is. It really is. <laughs> and uh, also, it kind of defines you as a person pretty perfectly, knowing you as long as I have. That's, that's kind of like the Zach Perry canon. Wow. You know what? Thanks, Adam. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But um, I've always enjoyed this movie and i said to adam all right it's either this or masters of disguise and he said well i'm not fucking doing masters of disguise because i don't want to kill myself later so sky high it was and here we are yeah i mean yeah i mean just for a heads up on master of disguise we're never doing an episode on that movie i've i've already i've already you know come to that conclusion yeah i mean and I feel bad. I, I promised to Zach as a birthday gift. Um, but Six months ago, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, stuff happened. And I also just came to the conclusion after Kira started a certain little movie club that I started, like, having memories of Master Disguise again. And I'm just like, I don't... It's like when Mr. Incredible is like, I, I can't do it. I'm not strong enough. Yeah. Like, that's me. I, I can't go through that movie again that was me the moment master of disguise started <laughs> all right but this isn't a master of disguise podcast so i will say this um two out of ten for that and let's get into this yeah i mean tell i mean what are your like initial memories with it like other than that like did you like it as a kid oh i loved it yeah that's like it's for me like to rewatch a movie over and over it was those three but this one was the most easy to watch, kind of. If you understand I mean, it's what the only from. good one. So. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> um, yeah, every, like the colors were great. Uh, the acting, you know, it's not like god tier, but it's fun, especially for you know an eight year old kid watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing I noticed on this rewatch. I'm not to get fully into it now, but like Kurt Russell is like giving a legitimately like i don't know like he's into the movie like in the character that he's playing like it's as if he's playing like an actual like marvel or dc hero like he fully commits to it which i admire um yeah so my memories with this movie i'm pretty sure i saw it in theaters opening day um i think i went with my uncle to go see it and i know there's like some movie out like playing but i think he and i wanted to see that instead it might have been batman begins or fantastic four one of the two that I hadn't seen yet. And he was like, no, that's PG 13. Let's go with the PG movie. And <laughs> that's how we got to sky high. And I remember I loved it a lot, a lot more than I thought I would. 
um, especially after being denied like Fantastic Four. Um, and I just really loved it at a young age. I loved it so much. My mom bought me the DVD um, and I have seen it countless times since then. And it's just, I think it's a very actually important pillar to like the Zillennial canon as a whole. It's a very important movie. Um, so Kira, do you want to tell us your memories? Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of my memories with um, like the movies that we watch on here are basically just like I feel like I watched it a lot I feel like it was on TV a lot um this one definitely was one that was on TV a lot I can't remember if it was on Disney or if it was on like a movie channel or something Mm -hmm. but I've definitely seen it so many times to the point where like I was like I feel like I can like chill and just hang out while watching this movie today because I feel like I remembered so much of it. Yeah. Um, But I also feel like a lot of the things in it were very formative to me and uh, like the aesthetics that I was drawn to and things like that. So. Yeah. I mean, um, I had like a, I think a lot of my like, celebrity crushes can't kind of spawn from this movie yeah like, we'll discuss that later i think <laughs> oh later um okay well After, I'll just, yeah okay go on well all i was gonna say was like not only just like the obvious like mary elizabeth winstead who it didn't help that this and a movie that i shouldn't have seen at the age i did final destination 3 came out like within a year of each other um also like uh plant girl layla daniel pennebaker was a like, kind of a crush for me so like this movie had like a lot of celebrity crushes, and I just and I don't know like Nicholas Braun. Nicholas He's Braun, a celebrity crush, the uh, biggest celebrity crush. Cousin Greg, right from Cousin Greg from Succession, amazing show. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> He's fucking amazing in that show. Um, so I don't know. So Kira, do you want to get into Sky High? Like, how, like how yeah. did those rewatch work for you? Oh, another memory, I'm sorry, that I wrote down was I think my mom loved this movie because Wonder Woman is in it. Like, she didn't like a lot of movies that I was younger, like, that I liked when I was younger, but, like, the actual Wonder Woman was in it, so she liked that. But, yeah, on rewatch, obviously, it's a great movie. It's amazing. Like, I think that the soundtrack also, like, that was one thing that I didn't remember. Um, it's an amazing and, like, soundtrack. Yeah, I feel like usually I would be like, oh, that, like, it's kind of, like, weird because it's a lot of, like, covers and, like, it's, like, cringy. But honestly, I think the covers are, like, kind of cute. The ending cover is, like, top, is just wonderful. Like, that was, like, ooh, I should listen to this song more often. Yeah. When I I first heard it, I was, like, is this, I thought that was, like, the original uh, Same. <laughs> so when, when I heard he, the actual one, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, when he sits on the roof, literally the Smiths was pl- like a cover of the Smiths, and I texted Sean and I was like, "The fucking Smiths are in the Sky High soundtrack," and he was like, "Yeah, you didn't know that." I'm like, "You know that?" Like, or every time when Gwen comes in, I, you're gonna hate me. I can't remember the song, but it's the da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But like, it has like a. It has like a pretty good soundtrack going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like top to bottom, it's really good. And like, also the direction is like legitimately good. Mm-hmm. Like, I love like the dramatic zooms into faces. 
yeah. or like even just to like I, like when Ron Wilson's like clicking his seatbelt for the first time, like zooms in on it and like to his hat when he turns it. Like yeah. it's a well-directed oh, movie. Yeah, his car. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just so well. Like even the sound design is like top notch. Um. So. Zach, I'm sorry. I don't know how you feel about this, but I love to clown on Adam all the time, and he mm, and our listeners know yeah, exactly how I feel about this. But personally, I think that this is the way that all superhero movies should be made, because I think that the concept of superheroes is fucking ridiculous, and they shouldn't take themselves seriously. And this movie is the best balance of, like, being so silly and, like, comic book aesthetic and, like, being heartwarming, like, with Kurt Russell and stuff, like, I don't think superhero, I, I think this is the only superhero movie that should exist, personally. Um, uh, you, you said it, you know? Uh, I, I definitely, what's kind of crazy to me is there were two movies that came out this that year, Sky High and Batman Begins, like Adam brought up. Like, Fantastic Four. And Fantastic Four. So, like, three very diverse superhero movies. One dark and gritty, one stupidly out there and then this one that's like you can have all these things where it's fun and playful but also kind of serious i'm not saying guy high is better than that but it leans more into the silliness though and like adam just said like how like how it would like zoom in and like be all dramatic and stuff like yeah like it's men in tights you can't really yeah. Well, like it kind of tries to capture that like 1960s, 1970s view of what suburban like superheroes should look like. Like the traditional like, you know, there's not like a bad guy with like an evil like deliberate like like in some Marvel movies where like the plan is like so deep to the core of the characters. But like mm-hmm. in this one, in the opening five minutes, like the first villain of the movie is like a giant robot. Why right is it there? Before- Right before we started restarted the podcast, I was going on YouTube to like rewatch some scenes to like, you know, keep my head up on, you know, above water doing this. And I saw that there was an alternate opening mm-hmm. and it was set before they like met. Like it was like the scene where um, the parents meet and they, def- uh, you know, the plot kicks in that way. And I was like. You were like. Wow. Very cool, Zach. Very cool, Zach. <laughs> I, wait, I, I can't wait for him to blame that on us, too. Yeah, right. Maybe that's the price you pay when you have a fancy microphone and not use your Apple headphones. You know, you want me to use my Apple headphones? I will use I like my how Apple you headphones. <laughs> I, no, I, uh, I don't even know what's going on with this right now. This is what happens. This is the real industry, guys. The Night is Young podcast coming to you in 2023. (laughs) I just need the (laughs) listeners to know that before we hit record for a solid (laughs) 20 minutes, Zach was trying to figure out how to turn on his uh, webcam so that he can show us his cool new microphone that he borrowed from his mom's fiance. Okay. I was just kind of like, oh, this is a real thing. But I wanted to show you the other microphones that will be used for the Night is Young podcast. But uh-huh. uh, 10-second break, you to talk and advertise, sponsor, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> he's going to get his new mic, I guess. Okay, um, so Sky High. Um, oh, well, I'll go to what Zach was saying, actually. Because I think what he was saying was, like, the deleted scene that he's talking about is like showing how the parents met 
or like mm-hmm. in thought crime for the first time. I think they might have cut that because that would be very reminiscent of the opening to the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Like how they met, or they didn't meet, but like it's like them fighting crime before they had a kid. Yeah, which I was of- thinking. I was thinking that too because The Incredibles came out the year before this, which is interesting. Yeah, um, less than a year. So like, because yeah. that came out like in Thanksgiving of two thousand four, and this came out summer two thousand five. So yeah. Um. But so I think it's funny. Also, like when we were talking about like how silly it is and how silly like the first villain of it is. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I keep I had Sonic today and I just keep burping. Um <laughs> so like literally I was thinking like the news broadcast literally looks like SpongeBob. Oh yeah, yeah, like top like, story tonight. Like, yeah. yeah. When the voice of SpongeBob is in this movie. Yeah, Tom yeah. Kenny okay. is in it. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna mention that. That was uh I was reading through the Wikipedia page and I was like, oh my god, and Adam's like, What? What happened? And he thought that something oh. like <laughs> He thought that something, like, bad happened. Well, like, the way you said it, you were like, oh, my life. God. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, Tom Kenny uh, makes a little cameo in this movie. Yeah, um, and he's <laughs> in it for five seconds, but it's delightful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I... <laughs> yeah, so, in my notes, um, I wrote... Uh, discovering superpowers as an allegory for puberty. Um, um, Spider-Verse did it pretty well, too, but I guess this was the OG. Yeah, Spider-Verse came out 13 years after this. Damn. Yeah, that is correct. But, um, yeah, this one does it pretty well, I think. And I it, I like that like this one kind of has, like, themes of, like, not only puberty, but, like, also like, how the pressure of your parents being successful can, like, weigh on you Mm -hmm. and, like, pressure you to be not only, like, successful, but, like, also good on the same path they did. Wait, so wait, if you're you're basing the, the, when you you get your powers during puberty, wouldn't that mean Layla went through puberty in kindergarten? Oh, maybe not then. Hmm. Maybe, no, 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 maybe for, specifically for... Um, Listen, Zach. Oh, I know. I, 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 I know you don't. I know you don't know me too well, but I, I, don't I dropped out of film people. school. Hey, I'm, we don't know analyze no, shit around here, buddy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a, a film minor, so you know. Wow. Well, I know. Well, yeah. then let's keep it minor, okay? We're not gonna. <laughs> Whoa, Adam. Let's not do that, Epstein. That's All not right. what I was saying, uh, dumbass. No uh, Epstein jokes on this pod. Yeah, no, um, not tonight, love. We're good on that. So, I'm going to go straight into it. Um, was Sky High a mistake regarding how Mary Elizabeth Winstead is now perceived in uh, modern culture by men across the board? Um, maybe. I, I mean, no, because this one ends with her being, like, an old woman. Like, so... Yeah, but... No, she, I, I, I think Scott Pilgrim... I, I yeah, think Scott Pilgrim was more influential on her view in American society than Sky High. Well, it's not only that, because obviously it but was this, definitely... But this, like, ingrained her into our brains at a young age. And this movie specifically, like, caters to, like, the comic book crowd. And, like, it, it caters to a wide audience. However, like, obviously, like, a comic book crowd or a pre-Marvel crowd is going to be obsessed with this as they're Are you younger. Are you saying Mary Elizabeth Winstead should have been Captain Marvel? 
No, never in a million years. I want to keep her away from men as much as I can. <laughs> Literally. I'm so glad that she was in Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds I was better really for her. Especially but, the one. Shout yeah. out to Joe, by the way, who hates that movie. Like, Not I, shout out Joe for that one. I personally love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and I think that um, she belongs amongst women. However um whatever uh but it was horrifying just a personal experience um to be on the side of the 10 cloverfield lane red carpet and have her walk past a big group of very sweaty boys um that pushed past me and were like ramona ramona and she looked fucking miserable so personally i felt that way for a long time but that just added to it made me very upset however i will also say that she was a massive crush on me and this also like for me and this also ingrained her in my mind forever i think yeah my role of hers was smashed for sure smashed is a i mean relatable for you i'm sure and also uh i think my favorite Honestly, I, I I mean, I liked her a lot in this movie, but, like, I'll always remember her, because, like, Final Destination 3 is, like, my favorite movie of the franchise, mm-hmm. and she was so good in that, and I loved that movie as a kid, which is so terrible that I even saw it at that age, but, like, um, I just remember I was like, yeah, like, she should have survived that movie. It meant, like, a recurring character through the franchise, because she was so good in it, but, um, yeah, I mean, what else was there, like, that she was in, like, in the early 2000s? Like, it was this found destination like was there anything else (laughs) that was like 2000s right or it was like christmas was also one oh yeah i didn't see that yeah um oh yeah yeah because you um you've only seen the original right yeah i love the original one so much oh death proof she was the cheerleader oh yeah oh that's a big one as far as like all that shit goes like what kira was saying like yeah um, like once you're in a Tarantino movie, like men will not like shut up, like yeah. ever, pretty much. And basically, but uh, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously Scott Pilgrim was like the most influential, but like, Definitely. I think the like sheer power of how, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like how men like totally, or just people in general, like didn't really get the point of that movie, and they kind of like romanticized Ramona. And I think, like, that movie was so single-handedly powerful that it, like, it just did it all on its own as far as she goes. And, like, I almost think, like, that was such a perfect role for her that she doesn't get the role she deserves afterwards. Because she, she's been in some good stuff here and there, but I really would have thought she would have had, like, a bigger career after that, right? Because like... um, I mean, I personally love her. I, I'm obsessed with 10 Cloverfield Lane, as I'm assuming most other people are that are here and also listen to this podcast it's a good movie yeah yeah um but yeah i don't know yeah i love um her. yeah i don't know like i really love um i really love her but like it kind of sucks that like the last movie other than birds of prey was like gemini man like i don't know I, I think she deserves better. in the words of joseph salamone gemini man Jamini man. <laughs> um, what about the like the teachers and the parents and even the um, Jim Rash? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because she's uh, I mean, he's in it for like 
a hot minute. Mr. But Dean like, himself. Yeah, Dean, 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 Dean. And then, like, Bruce Campbell as the gym oh, teacher. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. Does, who doesn't want that guy as your gym teacher? Literally so good. Um, just the voice, obviously. His power is to have, <laughs> like, a sonic boom of a voice. Of course, Bruce Campbell plays him. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, like, probably my favorite thing as a kid. And, like, also when I, like, was a teenager and I revisited Evil Dead, or, like, I watched Evil Dead for the first time when I was, like, 13 or 14, like, finding out, like, I was like, oh, my God, it's the coach from Sky High. Like, because, like, seeing, like, I like how, like, as a kid, like, that's what I got from it. Like, he was a coach from Sky High, not that Ash from Evil Dead was the coach in Sky High. But, like, and there's so many other supporting characters, like Kira said, like, uh, Linda Carter is the principal. Um, mm-hmm. of, and, you know, the late, great Kelly Preston is uh, Will's mom yeah. in the movie. Preston. Shout out Pat in the Hat. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's true as a lineal queen. I, I, I meant to bring her up last week, but I forgot. But, like, she yeah. really did a lot of Zillennial classic movies. Um, and then, of course... Uh, Kurt Russell, who is just iconic on every level. Yeah. He's like a Disney king, but, like, not in, like, a cringy way. Like, he has only played, like, good things in Disney movies, I'm pretty sure. Can you remind me on some of them? Like, Um, like Tron. Um, Right. He was in Disney stuff when he was little. In the 60s, he signed a 10-year contract with Disney. Um, So... He was really good in Miracle. Yeah. Um, um, oh, actually, uh, so this was in 2005. Two years later, both him and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Death Proof together. And um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, oh, yeah, I guess that's a trigger that's for, I guess a trigger for Kira. So. Hold on. He's in the Fast and Furious movies? I didn't want to spoil it. But... Oh, damn. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, wow. I think he has right, honestly. Yeah. Um, he actually appears as a little baby in uh, the, what's it called? In the Imagineering story. And it's really, really good. Um, oh, wait. I'm just, was it like... I think it's at like the opening of Disneyland, maybe? Um, oh. But he appears as a little baby and they like interview him. Maybe uh, I just forgot about that because I, I don't know. That's a yeah. really good doc, though. Or not even doc, but like... Docu-series, I guess. Docu-series, yeah. It's, it's yeah. really good. Um, um, also, I recommend uh, following Goldie Hawn on Instagram because she posts the cutest things of the two of them ever on Instagram. Yeah, I, I think they're a good power couple, like, uh, in real life. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and I don't know, like, I think this might have been the first time I saw, like, Kurt Russell in a movie ever. Like... Because I don't think I saw Miracle until, like, a year after this, even though it came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. So this might have been my first Kurt Russell movie. So every time I saw Kurt Russell, like, following this, I was always like, oh, it's the ad from Sky High. Like, I feel like there are so many actors in this movie that, like, I always, like, afterwards recognize them from Sky High. Whether it's, like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead or Kurt Russell or even, like, um, the main guy, uh, Michael Ingarato? I don't know. No. I was going to say that name correctly. So, yeah, I won't even try. Um, but, yeah, like, he was in that stupid movie that I somehow took my mom to, The Forbidden Kingdom. And uh, <laughs> it's not a good movie. And uh, Haywire, which was a Daddy Soderbergh movie, so that's always good. Um, but, 
Yeah, pretty much everyone, I think, in this movie is kind of defined by Sky High, which is, or at least in my eyes, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, Sky High well, is pretty, uh, pretty important. Um, I feel like every single person our age has, like, this as, like, a basis for a lot of things in their life. Like, whether it be, like, their taste or, like, I, when I was watching it, I was thinking, like, I always wanted to be, like, Layla um but then also I thought that the girl that transforms into the guinea pig was so cool like with like the purple hair and like her hair up in the buns and like she's like the blueprint for like the e-girl aesthetic and also I had pet guinea pigs when I like all throughout my childhood so I thought it was so cool that the guinea pig had purple hair too yeah I had a crush on her too like I don't like just I think that was kind of like the start between that and total drama island my uh goth girl crushes just were never ending that year um and and i don't know like just everything about it like i think i mean we already kind of like alluded to like the whole like puberty allegory like about like you know growing up and stuff and finding your powers but like even like just like the sheer concept of like a floating high school high in the sky that you can only get to by like a flying like school bus and the fact that like these buses just have like routes that they go through in general neighborhoods is like Harry Potter level world building that I love so much. Personally, like, is this better than Harry Potter? Um, yes, absolutely. maybe absolutely better than the second one. Um, yeah, the I second, mean, I, the second Harry Potter. Yeah. I rewatched those like a month ago when HBO max came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're I mean, already moving those to Peacock. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> That's They're, really sad. I think they paid like fifty million to get it on HBO Max for launch, and then they like, uh, and then we were like, all right, revert the right, rights back. I That's... love that. It's honestly, it's like how Netflix pay, paid like a hundred million dollars or something for Friends, and then like they took it off, and like The Office too for Peacock or whatever. Damn, maybe Peacock has rights. Yeah. I mean, I think it launched. Haven't heard anything about it, but I'm sure it's good. A couple of hours ago, MacGruber TV series, so it yeah. officially has rights. It officially yeah. has hey, I'll say this: if it's one of those paid tier shows, which it probably will be, um, might have to pay for it because MacGruber yeah. is my show. Uh, to pull an HBO Max with you, Adam? Maybe. I mean, possibly. And I'm pretty um, sure also um, there have, I feel like it's not going to happen, but there have been talks of a Frasier reboot um, ooh, and ooh. I, it'll be on there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of what, I mean, if they ever do a community movie, which they should it'd probably on Peacock. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know how this got to Peacock, but there's endless possibilities, but you know what? If they do a sky high reboot, it would be on Disney plus. Subscribe. Subscribe to Peacock, five ninety nine a month. Uh, they just need to add more content. Although uh, every season of Everybody Loves Raymond is very, very appealing to me. Um, so like, yeah, I was I, surprised to see that Sky High was on HBO Max. Well, uh, wasn't um when we rewatched uh, Max Keeble that was on there too. It, yeah, like the, the HBO like HBO has a bunch of. Disney movie rights, and they were like, Haha, we're not giving you no rights for this. You earn no rights from us. Yeah, and like, they would, uh, they just, I think they're trying to hold on to like the, not only Disney titles, but the Fox titles too, like as long as possible, because like even some of the X-Men movies, like half of them are on Disney Plus and half of them 
on HBO Max because I'm showing Mia the X-Men movies for the first time right now because she's never seen them. Uh, and most of them aren't good, but whatever. Some of HBO them are. HBO can keep the last stand, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, but I think Disney has the original, like the very first one, Days, Days of Future Past, Past, and Apocalypse. I, I think that's it. And then HBO Max has like the rest. And I don't know how long they have like the rest, but I don't know. It's kind of like getting frustrating to like jump from platform to platform to watch one series. But... Kind of yeah, like I don't... one superhero movie to another superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but Sky High, I don't know. Like this movie, just I, I I tried to look for the DVD I had for it because I like I I think I have a lot of the DVDs I had as a kid, like still in my house somewhere. But I couldn't find this DVD, and I miss having my those like old Disney DVDs because like they always have like that very hard plastic and like they always like they always felt like more special than most DVDs, you know, like uh, when it had like Disney's fast play or whatever. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to put that into my PS4 and just like relive the memories of like fast play or whatever, or like this watch DVD, the original. This DVD is enhanced with Disney's fast play. Your movie and a selection <laughs> of bonus features will begin automatically to bypass fast play. Hit the main menu button on your remote. <laughs> Damn. About the one where it's like, um, it's like I can't, I couldn't tell you. It's like coming soon to theaters, and it always pissed me off because I was like, I'm already seeing this movie. Like I own this movie at no, home. It's, it's so much fun to watch the trailers though on DVD. Like it's so much fun. Yeah, especially now when it's like so far into the future. Yeah, like I don't know. I like guess I guess that was. I guess like when I was like in fifth grade maybe i remember like we watched at like the last day of school we had like finding nemo on mm-hmm. and like watching the trailers they had from like 2003 movies was like so funny because my uh teacher couldn't like fast forward through it because i guess the vhs was like very um very gentle like very fragile um mm-hmm. so like she was told not to fast forward through anything <laughs> and we just had to watch trailers for like home on the range and like <laughs> in the year 2009 like, we had to watch all those trailers again. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, this one was definitely, like, a movie that I... Because, like I said, I saw it in theaters, but I saw it... And I think I might have saw it a second time at the Dollar Theater here. Because I remember that the one over here opened in 2004. And the first one I ever saw at the Dollar Theater was National Treasure. But I think I might have gone back a second time to see Sky High with my mom. Um, and then I just saw it, like, ten other times on DVD. Um, and... I don't know, like, there's just something about it. Like, it just, re- like, I think it was kind of a perfect introductory to superheroes, to kids. Like, I can't really think of any other better introduction. Incredibles for me, because that came out in 2004, and I remember I watched that, like, three times in theaters. That was the first time I ever did that. Okay, you might have got me with that one. That's a, <laughs> that might be slightly better, but this is a good, like, introductory still. Good like, standard intro. Like, this, like, not everything's going to be The Incredibles, but Sky High. Things could be sky high. Just don't want it to be Fantastic Four. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Um, I, I think that The Incredibles honestly could be roped into sky high with what I said about um, the only way to do superhero movies. Yeah. I mean, that's why the sequel to The Incredibles was like so hard hitting for so many people because like they waited so fucking long to do it. Yeah. Like, 
and they and had like all the reason ended up being better than any other superhero movie in the past like 10 years so uh yeah oh, get him started don't get him started just let's let's move on to the next thing he's no, gonna he knows, he knows how i feel it's gonna be a 90 minute podcast but actually it's gonna be three hours at one point incredible I was all I was gonna say was like I rewatched Incredibles two the other night because they just added it on Disney Plus and I wow. kind of enjoy just rewatching stuff on there because of the 4K quality. Um, but it, it's still like a good movie and everything. I really enjoy Incredibles two, but I don't know if I would call it great. Like it's it's fun. I don't know. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, but I don't know. Like I was trying to look at the um, I was like wondering why they didn't do a sequel to Sky High because it seemed like a lot of people our age had like fond memories with it um but i'm trying to look at the box office now yeah it didn't do amazing at the box office it only made 86 worldwide um on a 35 million budget so yeah barely and like it made 14 million opening weekend so that's yeah i don't know because i remember distinctly like when i went to go see it in theaters like they had it like this was at a Regal Zach like back in the day, and we were where the RPX theater is now. Um, we were in that theater, and that's like a huge auditorium, like 400 yeah. seats, and Even it was before just before RPX. Yeah, and probably more before then because they had like less or like more seats, um, and it was just me, my uncle, and like two other families, and that's it. Like there was no one in that auditorium, um, and. I don't know, like, I really thought this would be a bigger hit than it was, but, like, theatrically, it didn't do that amazing. Which kind of sucks, because I think it could have had, like, a lot of great sequels if they were, like, given the opportunities. I, feel I like think it's almost better that it doesn't don't respect, have sequels. Yeah, but I feel like people don't respect live-action Disney movies. Like, they uh, just, there's never been respect for live-action Disney movies, you know? I don't know if that's true. Like, there's... I don't know. There's, like, ones that were successful, like, Parent Trap was a huge hit. Um, National Treasure, like, both of them were huge. But then you got, like, you got, like, Underdog and, you know, like, movies like those. I'm not saying, like, kind of that post-2003, like, Pacifier really started it. Shout out to Yeah, Pacifier was great. Um, It was great, but people almost weirdly didn't give it the respect it deserved. Yeah, I, I don't back, know. I think back then, uh, I think back then people did, because yeah. Disney kind of went through like a weird thing where they didn't make a lot of animated movies, and I feel like almost the animated movies were uh, a little bit smaller than they were. Like we got like not to meme, but Home on the Range and like Chicken Little and stuff like. Yeah, uh, it seemed like Disney was putting more into live action than they did. But Chicken Little does slap. Can we agree to that? Uh, no. We'll talk about it after we rewatch it because I haven't watched it in probably like over ten years. So Zach, I... Braff. Zach Braff has the voice of Chicken Little. You can't. It prints money. Prints money. I don't know. Um, this is what you get when you get Zach Perry on the pod, guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. We'll get into that on a different episode, but <laughs> I I don't know. Like, that's weird, though, because, like, they kind of, like, let Pixar do all the animated movies, but they didn't really focus on themselves for a while. Like, because I remember, like, every Pixar movie they did in the early 2000s was great, but 
you're right, Kira. Like, Home on the Range was... Uh, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We probably won't do an F on that one. Right? Like, you shouldn't. At least for a while, if we do fun. For a while. Yeah, because I fucking hate that movie. Even as a kid, I never liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Like, there's, there's probably, like, another one that I'm forgetting. But, like, they just have, like, a lot of stinkers in a row. And... I think that's why, like, the Disney brand almost fell off a little bit, like, in the late Eisner era, where it was kind of, like, they just had, like, a lot of duds. It was pretty much... And that's why they were hanging on to Pixar for dear life, remember? Because, like, there were rumors about them, like, leaving Disney. Yeah, around the time of uh, Incredibles, right? It was, yeah, yeah. And, it was pretty and much a five-year rumor. Because there's rumors of, like, in 2007-2008, like, that if Pixar left Disney, Disney would sell the rights to all their franchises they uh, had under Pixar's belt. So, like, they were, there's rumors that Disney would do a sequel to uh, Toy like, they would do their own Toy Story 3, but without Pixar. Like, around 2009, 2008. And there's even, and it's confirmed that that was true. They were planning that because they were planning for Pixar to leave. They got very serious at one point. And if you look it up, there's concept art and like story leaks about Disney's Pixar, or Toy Story 3 uh, without Pixar, where like Buzz went to like his manufacturer in China and like met his creator and like the other toys go to China to find him, basically. They were already pandering to China by that point. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, put on this, but I, I I don't care. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's it is weird because like Disney as a corporation, like they really pandered to like the Chinese government and censorship a lot, and it's because that's where a lot of money comes from. Uh, I guess because like the population is like pretty large, and a lot of like action movies and things do super well over there. Well, yeah, Iron Man, Iron Man three had heart surgery in China. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, like, the thing with all that is, like, it would be cool because China, like, has had pretty interesting interests. Like, they don't respond to Star Wars. Like, it's just statistically proven that they don't, um, like, Star Wars does not perform well there. It's just a fact. And yet, like, movies like Pacific Rim Uprising and stuff like that Mm -hmm. will, like, make a lot of money. Or, like, even Warcraft killed it at the box office in China. So, like, yeah. I always think it's interesting, but, like, I, the thing I hate about it is, like, because when the government steps in, they they just demand so much censorship from their movies. Like, yeah. cursing, sex, drugs, and everything. I think it's similar to Russia, also. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why Disney, like, Marvel films and stuff, like, I feel like a lot of people um, are, like, they'll, like, uh, demand, like, for, like, them to explicitly say in the movies, like, oh, like, Captain Marvel does have a relationship with that lady with the cool jacket on and the daughter, whatever her name was. Um, yeah. But they they have to censor it, otherwise they won't be able to make money abroad, and they'll also lose like the more conservative audience in America. South Park um, explains this great in a great way, and Winnie the Pooh has a great scene in that episode. And Winnie the Pooh also, the Christopher Robin movie, wasn't even released in China, I think, because of Smoking, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Because uh, I think it's in China. There's a politician that. um, It's not the. It's not a politician. It's the politician, Xi Jinping. Everybody calls him Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And he hates that being called Winnie the Pooh. And now nobody cares about this. 
And then yeah. in the South Park episode, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's... <laughs> you can spoil a South Park episode. It's okay. okay so Okay, so Randy Marsh, um, pretty much No Country for Old Men's uh, Winnie the Pooh with uh, Wire and kills him. And it's just, it's great. It's Having cool. never seen South Park before, I have no idea what you're saying. Wait, Adam, you've never seen South Park? No, and I'm good on that. Oh my gosh, just watch that one episode. It just came out last year. Just watch that one episode. It's great. Banned Maybe in I China. Won't. Maybe I won't. But yeah, I don't know. Like, it's cool because, like, they have, it's like a cool market over there, like, that honestly has a like, really interesting interest that is so different than the American audience that seems yeah. very custom to sort of movies. Because, like, I love looking at the Chinese box office because it's so unpredictable of what will actually succeed succeed there. Yeah, like, it's a lot more, like, I feel like technology-based um, Yeah. than, like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say, like, sci-fi, like you said uh, about, like, Star Wars. But also, um, it's interesting. I know we always go back to theme parks, but yeah. it's also interesting to see how that is represented in the theme parks over there. Like, um, I think it's in Shanghai, but they have literally a full Ant-Man and the Wasp ride already. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. And they have, they've had the Tron coaster for I was going to mention the Tron coaster. Yeah. Tron coaster so looks amazing. I am going to be first day in, in that park. I don't care if I wait nine hours. I'm so excited for that. It's Wait. honestly like I'll just watch like the ride throughs and I'll just get like chills. I'm like I can't wait to go on this. Is it opening here or in California? It's opening Magic in Kingdom. Florida. Oh really? Yeah. I went to Magic Kingdom the other day and I saw some progress on it and I was like, oh my god, this thing is gonna be insanity. You went oh, to wow. Magic Kingdom the other day? Yeah, I didn't tell Adam about that. I completely forgot. Um, yeah, I went to Magic Kingdom. Because he knows I'll give him shit for doing it. Yeah. But, it, it, no, it was, it was seriously the most chill I've ever, like, felt in Disney. Everybody kept their mask on. Everybody ate in designated areas. I, never, I almost never took my mask off. Uh, I rode Big Thunder Mountain twice. Uh... On a mansion twice. It, it was just a fun time. Peter Pan was a 10-minute wait. I, I always out. thought Kira was and the biggest wait. Disney girl I knew, but I think maybe it's Zach. Well, we'll have to do a ranking soon. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sky High. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Um, Sky High, I think, should have had more representation in the parks, but it had absolutely none. Whatsoever. What would that ride? What would that ride be, or that that experience be? It would be exactly the new Marvel ride that's coming to California, I think. What's Um, the new California one? So the new California one is essentially like you're thrown into the middle of the battle from Endgame. Um, What? Yeah, let me just look up the details. There was like artwork for it. Real quick. Um, yeah, they're opening a new Avengers campus in California, and they made, I don't know if you remember in the Imagineering story, like, where it ended, where it was... Yeah, with the, uh, uh, dude swinging, or the bot. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the animatronic, like, flying through the air, very scary. Um, so there's gonna be a Spider-Man ride, as well as a Marvel ride, like, fully, like, Avengers. Um, Spider-Man's opening first, then Avengers is, like... Yeah, I... uh, 
I saw the Spider-Man one, and it looks really cool, because I'm, like, the, like, I love Marvel as a whole, but, like, Spider-Man's, like, my dude. Mm -hmm. Um, and, by the way, like, the Spider-Man ride at Universal will never be beat. It's the best ride, like, maybe of my life. I love that ride Mm -hmm. so much. Um, but I am excited to ride this one eventually, but, yeah, I'm looking at concept art now, and holy shit, like... It mostly just looks like concept art for, like, the movie. Like, I think there's not really any, anything about like the actual mechanics of it but I think the only reason why I'd be looking forward to something like this is because like Rise of the Resistance I was like I don't understand how something could get better and more high-tech than this it, um, well but, you so you rode Rise of the Resistance right yeah okay good yeah when did you get this did you get the ending oh, no i don't want to spoil it for adam sorry don't spoil but, it for adam know, i've already it's... seen i've watched the walkthrough and like yeah right, but like really but when you it's uh i know everything about the ride trust me i gotta take you i gotta take you well no i i'm not well i'm not going for a while but i i i was planning to go right before covid and then like pretty much like a I like at the end of march that's when i was planning on going with my friend for his birthday and uh obviously covid shut everything down like i was playing like the worst possible time i should have gone like a month earlier um but i am glad that i went on uh what's the Millennium falcon ride called uh, smuggler's Smuggler. run twice yeah great ride um this is just a disney shill episode um, yeah for real uh well no because we talked about china in in a bad light so this is not a disney show anymore yeah, we no, didn't we, really we, talk about it in a bad light we were just like Disney has no balls. The Chinese market's good. It's just like, I don't know, like... The Propaganda, stop. Like, most governments are sometimes not great for the people. But, and also art in general. And I think that's kind of... I mean, like, there's always been, like, a certain amount of studios that, like, cater to China. But it wasn't really to the 2010s that I think studios, like, really catered to them and, like, specifically made movies around them. Didn't Transformers kind of, like, change all this? Like, everybody kind of realized how big it could be. I think, yeah, I mean, Transformers, it wasn't even the first movie. I think maybe, like, Transformers 2 or 3, especially 3. But, like, I remember um, around those times, like, that's when it started getting really bad. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, in the early 2000s, like, these movies were, like, kind of thriving, like, Disney movies. Because they felt like they had more of an edge to them. Or, like, Disney was kind of, like, just making whatever they wanted. But now it feels like, even if I enjoy Disney movies, it feels like there's definitely, like, a formula to them. Like Oh, yeah. 100%. And it's, like, unfortunate because... I feel like even, like, Star Wars started to fall into that. Um, And, like, uh, I'm not going to piss on Marvel anymore. You know what I'm going to do. But it just gets very (laughs) repetitive. And even the live-action, like, Disney remakes, it's like I feel like I'm legitimately just watching, like, the formula. Like, this movie was, like, created by an algorithm. When you're (laughs) watching something like Wrinkle in Time or Artemis Fowl, you know, these movies that... Well, They're like, oh, we're doing a new concept, but it's it's not though. It's just you're just making a, a shit movie to make a shit movie. Well, I I and I did not, and we saw this together. We saw Ring Home Time together, and I wanted to kill myself that entire movie. But <laughs> we, I had, I'm glad I had you because if I didn't, everyone was taking it seriously, and we were the and, only two people in that were laughing our asses off. It, it, I mean, I I try to be respectful 
when I see movies. But like when Giant Oprah came on screen, oh I my god, Giant it. Oprah! <laughs> Me and Zach were like, I like I was trying to be quiet, but I could not stop laughing. They and... literally quote Lin Manuel Miranda <laughs> in it. It's it's, it's a not a nightmare. It's not a good movie, like at all. Like I think it's actually pretty terrible. But I'll say this: it's like it's kind of an interesting mess. Like it's like it's very visually driven. Like more yeah, than but like poor visuals. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, but like, there's an. I don't know. Like, I'm not defending a on time by any means. I gave it like a very negative review. I've but... never. Uh, I haven't rewatched it, but the the scene no. with Chris Pine when he's like in that in that. Who cares? I don't care if anybody hasn't seen Wrinkle in Time. Nobody should see Wrinkle in Time. When Chris Pine is in the goop, I'm like, this is just horrible to look at, and it's a clear it's it's a clear background, and I just hated looking at it. I don't know, so, there's there's moments of, like, decent cinematography in it, and, like... Yeah, like, I'm just thinking of, like, this one scene where he's, like, in this, like, orange-pink tunnel of light, and I'm like, okay, yeah. that's kind of cool. That's what I was exactly thinking of, like... Yeah, like, that one shot, it was, like, in the trailer. Well, like, there's even, like, other scenes in it, like, where they go to, like, that suburban, like, housewife, like, uh, cul-de-sac, and, like, all of them are, like, bouncing balls on, like, unison, and, like, it's just, there's something about it that's visually cool, even though the movie isn't fucking mess mm-hmm. um that like even when i saw it and again it's a terrible movie but like i was still kind of like okay i don't like this but i'm kind of glad it exists because it's like they can still get some weirdness out into the market like yeah i, I mean there were a few moments of cinematography which i guess is why ava duvernay is going to be hosting the one perfect shot tv show on hbo <laughs> god i when i saw that i like i did a spit take i was like I cannot believe film Twitter is getting their own show. There are so many words in that that, like, shouldn't go together, but, like, just make sense because they don't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I just... I'm glad I haven't heard of this because I, I kind of don't want to hear about it. I Like, I'd rather wait. I'd, I, I just I don't want to don't know about it. <laughs> I right, pretend well, I don't up, see man. it. No, no, no. I, do. I don't, like, I just, I just don't want to see it. But like okay. you want to you want to talk about movie you want to talk about a Disney movie taking risk. Think about like Enchanted with a- Amy Adams. Like that's cool. a movie that takes a risk. That's a good movie. We'll talk about that on a. That's a definite Zillennial movie. Yeah. But like, that's a that's a great one. And I don't know. Like I, I feel like there's there are definitely like good live action ones from the mid two thousands. Um, but I would. I remember put... the game plan being kind of good. Oh yeah, Dwayne the Rock. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was. I enjoyed it. But the, and then Tron Legacy again. We were talking about that. Yo, that I'll chill has, for Tron Legacy has, all day, every day. That movie is dope. I'm gonna buy the soundtrack if I can, if it's available. One of my friends has it on vinyl. Yeah, um, that's. Yeah, I'm gonna get it on vinyl. I gotta get it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like this one, I would say Sky High is like probably in the top five as far as like mid 2000s live action go. Like, mm-hmm. um, just, like, not only in terms of, like, just me being influenced by it personally, but, like, just as a movie, like, I was surprised on this rewatch how, like, just thematically as a 22-year-old, uh, it holds up for me. Like, like, I was just trying to, like, I don't know if you ever do this, Kira, but, like, whenever we're rewatching something for the pod, and I try to, like, take my memories out of it, and I try to, like, watch it as if I'm watching it in a movie theater, like just as an adult seeing it for the first time at that age 
And I try to like look at it through the lens of like, okay, would I like this if this was my first time watching it? And I got to say, like every pretty much the entire movie, I didn't have really any fault with this movie. Not to say it's a flawless movie, but as far as like a Disney kids movie goes, it's kind of perfect in that regard. I think you guys should do like a ranking of like under 100 million live action Disney movies. That's what you guys should do because there are so many of those, <laughs> but they, like in a good way. Like, only in the 2000s, because only, there's, like... Yeah. like no, no, no. Okay, like, pa- like post-2004. Because that's well, when, like, that shit got good. No, I'll, how about, like, 2000, 2009? Like, that's a... Yeah, I mean, like, that's where we kind of found our, um, like... Like, our, like, initial list of what movies we were going to do from. Like, we, like, went through, like, movies released in 2000 all the way up until, like, 2010. Well, like, that's the thing about this pod in general is that it... Because, like, every time me and Kira would FaceTime each other, we would just go, like, talk about this shit anyways. And then one night I was kind of just like, maybe we should just do a podcast on it. Like, on this exact topic that we always talk about. And then here we are, like, a year and a half later. And we have finally made the podcast. And oh yeah, year and a half because that was yeah yeah. Well, we talked about it like Wait. months before we actually made it. Yeah. But I'm uh I'm glad that we're actually talking about Sky High now because this was like a, I would say like this and School of Rock are like from my top ten influential movies as a Zillennial King. Uh, but like they, I don't know, like this one was definitely up there, and I'm glad we're finally talking about it because. Here's a letterbox. Uh, movies involving uh, characters named Zach who are supporting and have spiky hair. Because both of those movies have School of Rock and Sky High. Because my oh, name is... That's a... and, I always, and I always like, like, like ooh, this person's named Zach. Do they live up to my name? And I go, School of Rock did. Sky High, I'm not going to try to be like him. But then he became Succession King. And now I'm like, sure. ah... Sure. Was there Save any it. other movie that used your name other than Solo, a Star Wars story? Um, you know what? Like, really, no. But last, oh, last year, I still think it's like 2018. Um, that one year where Solo yeah, came out. Yeah, right. Uh, that one year that Solo came out. Um, there was the movie Where Is Kira, spelled exactly the same as my name, which is weird. Um, and then there was Kira in Solo, and then there was Kira in Ready Player One. Oh, I forgot about that. That's uh, Olivia Cook, right? No, it's like the oh. the lady that like that guy is like in love with, and like because she wasn't in love with him, he was like, I'm fucking miserable, and I'm gonna make a video game. Buddy, I'll I'll be honest with you, I don't even remember that movie, but. Hey, Chucky um, is in it. Come on. It's not a good movie. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from that movie. And the and oh, the I thought shining. you were. I thought you were actually saying that to me. Um, no, I literally remember like zero point one percent of Ready Player One. I think I just like dissociated through all that movie. Um, Did you read yeah, the book? No, I don't. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I they use Adam like a lot in movies, and every time I I think I'm just desensitized to it now. Time the I hear first it, fictional story has the name Adam. Adam. I know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So that's why. Literally, like, the when I was a, first man on Earth. 
Okay, Christians. I had to ruffle your feathers. Agnostic. Don't worry. He just said the first fictional story. I was just going along with what he said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to say was, as a kid, I used to be like, he has my name. But then, like, as I got older, I'm just like, oh, You reading the Bible at the age of five. (laughs) (laughs) He has my name. (laughs) And then my mom's like, buddy, do I have something to tell you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I the only distinct time I can remember, like, Adam being in a movie is, like, um, 50-50. I remember Joseph Gordon-Levitt's name's Adam in that one. And mm-hmm. I remember crying throughout, like, in that entire movie. And, like, I don't know. Like, that's a big one. And I don't know what else. But, like, this one, Sky High, it's just, like, it's I filled with... I named movies with the name Zach, and you named only one movie with the name Adam. I, I know there's, like, a ton of them, but I can't remember each and every one of them. I think they're mostly side characters. Like, there's not, like, a lot of movies where an Adam is the main character. Like, I feel like Adam's a very popular supporting character name if that makes sense but not a lot of movies have a lead character named adam if that makes sense much like my life i'm just a supporting character for other people you definitely are adam no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding you're good oh my god (laughs) this is how my friends treat me even though i get them on the fucking podcast um you you when you when i first got on the call you literally said hey bitch so be quiet Okay, you raggedy bitch. Um, so, uh, so I mean, I don't know. Like this one, Sky High. I think there's a lot, like, of like classic millennial tropes in this when it comes to like, I don't know, like trying to impress your parents, societal oh, yeah. like pressure. Like, uh, just... The like intro and the ending of the movie also like, yep, that's me in the middle. Um, yeah. and also, uh, the ending being like, but hey, that's high school, and then it ends. Yeah, I that always got me as a kid because I'm like, it feels like weirdly enough, like they had to do like extra shooting or reshoots, but they just didn't, so they mm-hmm. added, they ended it very abruptly, like, or they uh, had to have it have it under a hundred minutes, and they did that. I don't I think everybody so. in there was probably like eighteen or twenty, right? They all looked like. I mean, they had the, you know, they have the trope of high schoolers that are actually 25 years old. At least, like, the War and Peace kid looked like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the idea that War and Peace was in eighth grade last year is fucking hilarious to me. No. Um, um, a name, he, a, a name, War and Peace. It's fucking Yeah, bad, bad dad, good mom. Get it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, although if we're going to talk about crushes, low-key, War and Peace is probably one of them, too. Like... <laughs> uh, like I, bisexuality was awakened with War and Peace. I think like he figured, was also he was an e boy blueprint. The red he, dude, he there. is so e boy in this movie. Like I don't even know. Like there's other movies that do this. Like the bad boy. Like he starts as the bad boy, but then like okay, you know, I told Mia this when we watched it. The, he gives me very heavy. Heath Ledger, 10 Things I Hate About You vibes. I was thinking oh that. Oh my also. god. I was thinking that. Yeah, like, that is, a, like, I don't even know how my brain locked that, but I was like, because it was bugging me, like, for the first act. I'm like, who is he reminding me of? Like, a performance I've seen recently. Mm-hmm. And then when it clicked with me, I couldn't unsee it. Like, just his voice, his mannerisms, the way he, like, even, like, uh, I mean, it's a little bit different in 10 Things I Hate About You, but, like, he's 
dating Layla, but like just for money, kind of, or mm-hmm. like to make Will jealous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like kind of like the like same exact scenario. Like it's kind of cool. Like I and I, I, he honestly gives a good performance in this movie. Like he, he's really good in it. Yeah, it was believable, which is yeah. all I really needed. Honestly, everyone in this movie is like legitimately good in it. I think. Yeah. Um, the girl that played Layla, I used to be obsessed with her. Um, uh, she was one of the Panna Baker sisters, and they were both pretty prominent on Disney Channel. Oh, um, read, read and Weep, anyone? Yeah, Read It and Weep, obviously. Stuck um, in the suburbs. Her, <laughs> yeah, Stuck in the Suburbs. Um, and she was in, I feel like, stuff outside of it. Or maybe it was her sister. Well... Not a Disney movie, but Yours, Mine, and Ours was a big one. Yeah. Okay, Panna Baker, her sister, was on Phil, and, Phil of the Future. Yeah, uh, Danielle. Oh, was... God. It's open filming in me. God, Phil of the Future. Yeah, <laughs> I remember... Phil of the Future was a weird one for me because, like, I remember my neighbor when I was a kid. Like, we used to watch that together, like, every time there was a new episode. Mm-hmm. And then I moved away from my house during the week of the finale. And we never got oh. to watch the last one together. That's we extremely sad. We should be like, hey, buddy, we're doing this. Disney Plus, it's official. No, like, she never, like, I don't think I ever talked to her after that. Like, it was so, like, every time I think about it, I get sad. I'm like, we never watched the last episode together. Wait, <laughs> like, this is insane. The last what? sentence of uh, Kay Panabaker's career paragraph on Wikipedia after playing Rosa in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3, Viva La Fiesta in 2012, <laughs> Baker, wait, it gets weirder. Hannah Baker retired from acting. She eventually went on to study zoology at UCLA. And as of 2016, she works as an animal keeper at Disney's Animal Kingdom. What? What? So she we straight up had an entire acting career, like, on Disney Channel, in, like, Disney Channel movies, everything. And, I mean, like, more power to her. She's a fucking psychologist. That's really cool. But it's, like... thing is, I could have ran into her, possibly? Like, on Kilimanjaro Safari or something? She takes care of animals at Animal Kingdom. She really just, like, stayed within the the brand. I would think those guys get paid money, though. Yeah. To keep animals, uh, you know, up to date. I'm looking at her uh, like, Instagram right like now. And iPhone, like, oh, man, we got to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at her gotta make sure. Instagram, and she has, like, a lot of pictures, not only animals, but Disney. So I'm guessing she's probably still having that same job. Damn. So. I got to follow her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I loved uh, those sisters, and um, I think it's interesting the way that Layla is described is that she's a pacifist vegetarian who's able to animate and control plant life. And I feel like it was like a big thing uh, when we were younger. I'm not going to speak for you guys, but being like save the earth and like not doing anything like about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like save endangered animals. And then it's like, okay, but what are you doing? Like you're just saying that. Um, But it was like fun. Rather tell us that, you know, dare to not do drugs over dare to save the environment. That says something about American culture. Exactly. Yeah. Wake up, America. 
And, uh, wait, which actually, other one were we talking Miley about? Cyrus, Miley Cyrus had a song called Wake Up America about global warming. Damn. She's a queen. Yeah. She's um, going to be on Daddy. Um, <laughs> she's going to be on a call, call Her Daddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that I, a joke or is that real? I'm, no, I'm serious. They just announced it like a couple hours ago. What the fuck? Zach Perry is the biggest Call Her Daddy fan I know. That's I, not. That's I'm not very a, engaged in the drama yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, he, I, I was trying to think here. Because he thinks it's allowed for you, but not allowed for me to be involved in that drama. Like, I love it. Um, Kira, I was wondering, like, I don't know if you remember, but, like, we talked about this recently as far as, like, veganism goes in the Zillennial movie. But I'm trying to remember what movie we were talking about. Are we? Are, that, that's exactly it. Like the um, vegetarian teenager. Um, and it's like, it's kind of like supposed to be like, oh, they're kind of annoying. But then it's like they actually have a point. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first, uh, like, pretty much like, sh- like the first line she has in this movie, or one of the first lines, like her denying bacon. Like, yeah. From his mom. Like, oh, yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause in the movie, her mom can talk to animals and the animals don't like to be burnt alive or something you know what i said it for bionicle i'll say it again lore we need more lore with these yeah (laughs) (laughs) layer add the layers to the characters buddy the character i mean i'm serious though this movie does have like legitimately cool world building in it and i like as a kid like i always was like is there really a sky high like I, like, I asked my mom that. <laughs> like, I was like, is there actually, like, a school like that? Because, like, I thought it was just, like, the coolest shit ever when I was a kid. Hey, guys. Kira here. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break um, for a word from a sponsor, which, cool. Thanks. I mean, did you guys ever have, like, dream superpowers when you were a kid? Like, um, oh. It's I mean, everybody. Like- I, like, really liked, like, um, like, Avatar, like, The Last Airbender, not the blue one, uh, when I was little, and I remember, like, if I would, like, take, like, a shower or something, I would, like, put my arm to make it look like water was, like, shooting out of my hand, and I was, like, cool, I'm a waterbender. Yo, you ever get in a pool, and then you splash it, but, like, in a perfect, like, exactly Exactly. what you're aiming, and you're, like, damn, am am I secretly a waterbender? Yeah. I gotta keep this side of myself a secret to everyone else. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, Zach, what were your uh, dream superpowers? Uh, definitely reading people's minds because I was like, I can't read these people, so let me just read their mind. And invisibility because then I could leave school and no one would know. <laughs> I when I was a kid, I thought about invisibility because I wanted to like. Um, I don't know, like sneak into movies. I think, <laughs> basically, um, your priorities were straight. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, but I think but the main one I wanted as a kid was like telekinesis. Like I just always wanted that. I think I wanted like Magneto's powers, but not just mag. Like I don't know, like stuff like that. Like all that. Like I I wanted like stuff like where I could just move shit with my hands and mind. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Like this movie definitely like awakened a lot of those like dream powers for me, because like mm-hmm. 
and especially at the end where he fucking the big reveal where it's like he can fly too like i forgot about that when i rewatched it i'm like i forgot about like the very last reveal that he's like a double powered kid and well, there was that was that scene when he kissed her, um when he uh kissed uh gwen and he like jumps really far and i was like oh shit can he fly but then i was like no he can't fly he just like pushed himself well, really far i I don't know yeah but i I still think that's probably that because i think that's what's well not superman but like uh captain america can even do that like he can super jump yeah super strength but i don't know like because like at the end he says like are you surprised so am i because it's like i I think it's really cool like when that happens it's also like more yeah i was gonna say like that's a very good reveal um when it's revealed that he can fly yeah, super late in the movie. And another thing that I like about this movie, just in general, is like all his, um, not only just like the whole thing about like puberty and like how that equates to like getting your superpowers for the first time. Like, I think there's also like a really good like lesson to be learned about like how, you know, c- certain people are considered to be heroes, other people are considered to be sidekicks. Mm-hmm. And how at the end, you know, there's the whole lesson about like, you know, sidekick like it's just a label like you can save you could be the one to save the day like it doesn't really matter what your power is because like truly his friends in this movie have like the most absurd powers like turn into a hamster turn into a puddle glow in the dark like i, I think it's really sweet how they all have like their moment to shine at the end you know yeah i mean but he i, I don't know i never liked the the glow part it kind of just was like oh no we can't see like the entire point of him being in the movie. I know it's sweet, but like the entire point of him being in the movie was not only comedic relief and being um, Malibu's most wanted, but also lighting up for like the journey from the gym to the hallway. Yeah, so he had, I mean, he, had, he had his uses. I'm not denying that. I don't know. I would much rather like it kind of worked with the puddle because um, he was able to defeat the bully. Which I was like, ah, oh, hell yeah, yeah, screw bullies, ah. And but, then, like, even, like, the hamster, like, yeah, she no, saves she the entire school. Yeah, if it wasn't for her, it, it wouldn't, everybody would be dead. Like, honestly, she deserves the most, rec- you know, the most uh, praise, you know, female rights, all that jazz. Yeah, um, yeah, Zach said it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, this one... Like, I, I just think it has, like, a really sweet message at the end. And I, I think it's really, like... I mean, I know it's, like, not a new message or anything. Like, you know, the outcasts can be cool, too. And they can save the day. But, like, there's just something about this one that, like, really works for me. And I I think just from top to bottom, it has, like, a really sweet vibe. And has a good message for everyone. I think the reason it works is because it's not based on how these people are viewed their inner self it's literally their outer self and who like what the power they have is so if you're a dude who can throw fire you're going to be seen as a higher tier than the puddle guy and obviously that's the point of the movie but when you're going based on the high school click and the high school viewpoint of who these people are it's really straightforward which is good for you know a seven-year-old when you're watching it yeah yeah your thoughts on that yeah i mean i think it's it's interesting also like how their powers like when they were like all showing them off like a lot of them like present outwardly like what their powers are like how um 
like Layla is like I will only dress in green and like I think also like she has like a whole like poison ivy thing going on whatever um and then like like the guy's actress like only dresses in like neon colors and stuff but then there'll be like kids that like don't dress or like present themselves as what their powers are so I think that's a really interesting thing I don't know what I'm getting at with that but no I mean because even Will he doesn't like he just dresses like a typical... like his parents yeah, yeah like... the red one blue yeah yeah, yeah. like I, I don't know like like they said no no like they said when what Mr. Boy said you, you gotta color coordinate so when you're you're a hero you got to choose that color you're going for for the rest of your hero career so magenta mm-hmm. cho- chose purple zach chose yellow so on and so forth there well, are layers even, there are continuing layers man they, they but, figure it all out but even like aside from like the heroes and sidekicks thing like even war and peace who like everyone assumes he's a bad guy because his uh father was a criminal like this movie or not even just a criminal, like a strip super villain. Like they terrorized a lot of people and probably like hurt a lot of these kids' parents, like by mm-hmm. crime. But like this movie, like really presents him in a good light. Like once Layla gets to know him, he's like genuinely charming and like a cool kid. And yeah, and that's like a, sorry. Um, I was gonna say like I think his like I don't know his anger towards will is kind of valid even though it's like it's not but like you understand where he's coming from like thinking that will thinks he would be better than him you know they had a yeah this this is a better they had a better um reason to hate each other than draco malfoy and harry potter that's all i know i was just gonna say like it's interesting where it gets at with like the whole like uh generational like families pitting against other families because i feel like a lot of times it's like, oh, well, like, my grandfather, like, did a bad business deal with, like, your grandfather or something. But with this, is legitimately, like, our parents, hate, like, fought. Like, they're, like, superheroes. And I think, I haven't seen them, but I think Disney's kind of getting at that again with uh, The Descendants. About, yeah. like, the kids of the Disney supervillains. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Right, Adam? What? You've seen those, right? I haven't seen them, but I. No, I haven't seen them, but I've. Uh, I, I used to work with kids, and kids uh, like at work would tell me about them like constantly. Like I, because you know, at my old job, we had to like. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. Of course, we had to listen to them, but we would have to like if it was part of like the group that we were doing with them. I'd have to like repeat back or like dive into the things they were telling me, and a lot of kids, like sure, a lot of kids were talking to me about like. Because I'd be like, what are you looking forward to this weekend? And they would be like, I'm going to go watch Descendants 2. And I'd be like, oh, can you tell me about that? And they would go into like a whole thing about like, I don't know. Like they would tell me like all about, I can't remember exactly the characters' names, but I know one of them's like a daughter or maybe son of Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Hook. Uh, I know Corella DeVille, this kid, either son or daughter. can't remember who's in it. Um, and I think there's other ones too, but like, Honestly, and, and I've heard they're actually not bad movies as far as Disney Channel movies. Yeah, um, uh, they have, like, decent um, music in them, too. If they came out in 2006, we would view them the same way as High School Musical, I think. Well, it's the same director. as mm-hmm. uh, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I've never actually seen them, but, like, every kid that 
um, used to come into my work, they always talked about them. And I've, I mean, I'm, I'm not curious enough to go straight up watch them, but like yeah. I've always had like a general curiosity about them because it's like. I wonder what trilogy Kenny Ortega is going to take on next in the 2020s. I, I personally think he should do the uh, next Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Singing and dancing in Star Wars might actually save the franchise. Yeah, I mean... Especially if they put Ewoks in there singing and dancing. Babu Frick, anyone? Babu um, Frick. <laughs> Babu Frick, anyone? <laughs> this is a Babu Frick moment. I think you just found your uh, t-shirt. Yep, this is what we're going to uh, market the show with. The Babu Frick moment? Yeah, Babu Frick moment. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. Like this one in particular, like this movie, like has like a lot of those like signature tropes and but like in a good way. Like I feel like this movie, like a lot of the tropes we complain about, like I don't know, like everything we just mentioned, like sometimes we can mention them in other millennial movies and we are saying like it's a bad thing or like they don't do them well. But this movie like does every cliche kind of perfectly. Like even like I'm in love with my best friend and she doesn't mm-hmm. know it. Or like uh he doesn't know it. But like this one's sweet in the way he does it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I really like Layla and Will. He's just literally oblivious. He's not, like, being a dick about it. Well, in the movie, like everybody said, you're a dick. But he was just lost in the simping. Uh, and I also <laughs> like uh, I also like the scene where they have to save the citizen. Like, I was scared of that as a kid. I was so scared of that. You were scared of it even though it was a mannequin? Or you were, like, I, scared I of, like... I didn't like the mannequin's voice going like, save me. Save me. That save was so vortex. I didn't like the vortex scene. I was like, oh, wait, I don't want him to die. He was wait, mean earlier. When he like, when the when the fast guy was doing like the, the circle around War and Peace and he was like oh, choking. Oh, right, yeah. right. I was like, ah. Yeah, because yeah. he, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I like that scene a lot because even like as a kid, I'm like, it's kind of cool that they're working together. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I like movies like this where they, like... I mean, it's always fine and good to, like, say, like, two characters don't like each other, they learn to accept each other. But this movie, like, they literally have to work together to, like, solve issues. And I feel like it's a cool, like, message to kids. Like, it's not just about, like, I don't know, like, accepting someone. Like, work with them and talk to them and, like, find look at value us. in their look strength. Look at us, Adam, you know? Look at us. Look at us doing Yeah, this, this. is exactly me and Zach. Yeah. Um, I, I think Zach is a war and peace. He just terrorizes me on a daily basis, but I I'll, I love him anyways. It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, just everything about this movie, I think top to bottom, like, it's not a flawless movie, but even the cheesy stuff that it does, it's, like, it's good. Like, it, that's part of the charm, you know? Like, the, the flaws are a good part of it, I think. Yeah, like the yeah. rock, the rock monster uh, CGI. Every yeah. time I saw that, I just it took me out. I was like, oh, CGI, but a great moment. But it's Honestly, also like not trying to be anything like bigger. Yeah, exactly. And it relied more on practical stunts too, which I was enjoy. Like I enjoy like the, like the flying looked good, even though it was mostly like gliding. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, and I think I, I, like, I don't want to nitpick, like, on this movie of all movies, but, like, the only thing I noticed on a rewatch is that, like, I could have gone without, like, a supervillain subplot at the end, which I know is, like, impossible when you're making a superhero movie, but, like, 
I, and this is just like part, my, you mean the, the Royal pain part? Yeah. Like, I think honestly, like this movie would have been, and I know this is, there's no version of this movie where Disney would have made this, but I'm just saying, I think the character drama was genuinely interesting enough as it was without her being a super villain to where I could have just been okay with like it being a character driven movie. Like not, and like, not like, Oh, I'm your dad's oldest nemesis. And I, I'm going to turn you all into babies. Like, so but it, like it's, it's fun and everything. This could have been, this could have been in the A24 movie if they took out the subplot of, of Royal Yeah. Pain. It could have been waves basically. Like it, it could have been waves. Um, Wait, what I want to know is, do you, well, I shouldn't say, I, I do want to know, but do you want to know what I would do for a sequel to this movie? Go for it. I, this, I, and this will be the last thing I say, but what I would want from this is Will, he's like, it's four years late, not four years, five years later, he's graduated and he's like, finally, I can be a superhero. But then, but then they come in, it's like, actually, you failed this class. So, or something like that. It not no, not like you gotta retake the entire thing, but maybe like a summer school, or he gets there, but he like didn't have the best grades, so he has to go to community college. And it's even like it's not sidekicks or heroes; it's just really, really shitty powers. Like the like the like seven like seventy uh, girl who can turn into a balls. And he's like, how do I get through this? I'm supposed to be the biggest superhero of all time. And then, yeah, that's kind of my starting point for that. I don't, I don't know where else to take it. Or, like, know, he gets like, broken up by, like... No, that's sad. No, I don't like that. Um, I don't want her to break up with him. No. They, they fall in love, they get married. They get, back, they get back together at the end. There you go. So you want community, but with Sky High. Yeah, pretty much. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't you want Abed in Sky High? Yes, but we'll, we'll work on your script later. But okay, I well, think we'll, yeah. Well, no, it's not a it's not a script. It's just going to be a fan fiction. Okay. Well, I think um, the thing with this, I I mean, over under thirty percent. Do you guys think in the next five years they'll do like a Disney Plus like series on Sky High? I think they'll re reboot it they're not gonna like do like a sequel oh no 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 like I, a series i think tv movie they'll do like disney plus not disney not, not like a lady in the kind of like a lady in the tramp yeah like a live action lady in the tramp or a noel something like that well i was think i originally i thought a movie but like the news today about two uh three men and a baby was that Efron yeah. going on there wait and, that's the thing happening yeah it got yeah. announced today like, it's going to be a series, not a movie. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, they're really leaning into series. Like, the whole, I think Home Alone, it, I don't know if it's a movie or a TV series, but they're redoing that uh, with the kid from uh, Jojo Rabbit as mm-hmm. the kid. Um, they need and, to get the other one, though. They need to get the, the big kid. No, he that's the kid. That I mean, that's oh, the kid. oh not, the, not literally Jojo Rabbit, but the No, other his, his friend is the kid in that movie. Okay, cool. Yeah, but, like, um, they're doing a lot of that lately. And I honestly, though, I wouldn't be surprised if they looked at Sky High. They're like, yo, we could go, like, multiple seasons with this. Like, this. I think what will happen, they'll get it They'll get it on Disney Plus, and the numbers will be good enough to where they're like, we could do something with these numbers. And then, boom, I mean, series. Well, I it's, mean, like, a weird, it's, like, a weird generation of nostalgia because I feel like 
like millennials like even like younger millennials like they'll be like oh like 90s stuff like that's like really hot like exactly three men and a baby stuff things like that um but then I feel like are like zillennial like going back to the whole concept of being a zillennial like i feel like it's like a weird thing where they don't really know what to do with it like all the drama with um the lizzie mcguire reboot like how they're like we don't know how to make this like accurate to the adulthood that we're facing you know what i mean didn't they put that on hulu though it just ceased production like before COVID. yeah they never finished it yeah. Oh, they oh even before COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they it were like, like January um, or something, I think. Maybe even last year. They waited, if they waited five more years, I feel like we'll we'll be out of the '90s nostalgia and we'll finally be into the 2000s nostalgia because it's gonna come. It's just well, you know, the, the right is, moment. Lizzie McGuire, like a revival of that, could actually be really good if they like did it well. But For like, sure. and I always said, I'm like. If they do it on Disney Plus, it's gonna be terrible because like, who wants to see a drama about like a twenty-something girl, like, living in the world, but have it be as censored as a Disney Plus show is? And like, that's the thing. Like, they can have stuff like The Mandalorian where there's so much action and violence, but they're afraid to explore any deeper topics or themes. As far have you as guys, like, have you guys ever watched the the That's So Raven uh, reboot series or whatever um, it is? I don't know, sequel series. They're yeah. doing that on Disney Channel, and no. I, I thought for like ten minutes, I was like, "This is the weirdest thing ever." I love that story. Well, it's not even about kid. it's not about her though, right? It's about her as a mom, or it's like about the kids, right? Some some type of kid. They they brought in a, like four or five kids, and they brought it. They got the best friend, which I was surprised by that. The girl or the uh, the, the girl? I think the guy isn't the guy like insane. The, oh, Orlando the, uh, Brown. Like, Orlando, yeah, Orlando Brown. Yeah, from Max Hebel's big move and that's so Raven. Yeah, yeah. one of them. Are, crazy, right? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like something happened with him. I, I don't know exactly what. Like kind of like a Mitchell Musso. Musso. What did Mitchell Musso do? He, didn't he get like a DUI? Like when during his his other Disney Channel movie. I know there was, like, a story Damn. time with Tana Mojo involving him and drugs, but also I don't believe her with anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't really keep up with that. But I, I did see um, a little bit of the Boy Meets World revival, which was yeah. actually... Because I, I think I watched a few episodes when uh, at work we took kids to Disney and we, like, stayed in a log cabin for the week but like we only had like disney stuff on the tv um and the kids that i was watching like they had they were watching what was it called girl meets world mm-hmm. um and it was actually like as a fan of boy meets world as a kid like i the what i saw of it was actually pretty good like really yeah. like a better than most thing i really like um Rowan Blanchard I believe that's her name um I think she's yeah she's like super cool she has like really good style um like she wears like I feel like people will like make fun of her outfits but she wears like legit like vintage like couture um stuff and she's like very interesting uh she like hangs out with like the euphoria kids like it's kind of funny but um yeah, and I also find it funny that that one, like, anti-communist, um, <laughs> like, clip has been going around. Oh, yeah, that one. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, 
So I just yeah. find that to be humorous. Um, but just an update, I just looked through their Wikipedia pages and both Orlando Brown and Kyle Massey kind of like went off the deep end. Um, so Orlando Brown was arrested for a lot of things. <laughs> I um, called on that one. He was, uh... Yeah, I don't, there's, like, a lot of things, uh, just a lot of, like, drug charges, like, um, domestic abuse. Oh, jeez. Uh, just, like, oh. a lot of stuff. Um, Kyle Mastodon was on, uh, D- Dancing with the Stars, though. I remember that. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, Kyle Massey, Dancing with the Stars? I might Isn't actually. Isn't that forever ago? That. Yeah. yeah, no, that was, like, 2013 or 2012, probably. He's probably changed. That might have been his second time. I remember when I was a kid, he was on it, too. Like It was 2010, and this isn't on his Wikipedia page, but, um, hold on. He... Kyle Massey's? Yeah, in 20... I believe this is... Oh, 2019. Uh, he was hit with a lawsuit claiming that he sent inappropriate photos, videos, and text messages to a 13-year-old girl. Oh, I so, remember this very briefly now that you bring it up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean... Oh, his brother is Christopher Massey. Hold on, hold on. I'm, like, from, going down uh, here. Uh, Zoe 101. Zoe 101. He's, uh, not Chase. Uh, what's his name? Oh, the... the oh. His friend. Chase's best friend. I forgot yeah, his name. Yeah, his friend. I can't remember the character's name, but I... He plays, um, Michael... Michael, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, and also like, I can't believe I, cause I just kind of like the day Disney plus launched, I was kind of like experimenting like with different stuff, like originals they had. And I'll just say this, the high school musical show they have, it's not bad. It's actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like I, I like I never finished it. Like I only saw like a f- three or four episodes of it, but there's actually like a genuine heart to it, and like the characters are genuinely funny. Like it, it's I don't know. It's like it's not even like like do you guys know like the premise of it? Kind like, of. Isn't I it like kids putting on so the real musical? Real. Well, it's kids uh, that go to the actual East Side High where they shot the movie. And, like, there's a running joke about, like, how people always stop by to take pictures, but they don't realize that, like, it's actually, a like, a real public school, like, that kids mm-hmm. go to still. And, like, a new drama teacher comes in, and she's, like, amazed that East High has never put on a production of High School Musical. And all the kids are, like, upset about it because they think it's stupid. But uh, it's kind of, like, I don't know, just, like, it's cute, like, the way they do it. Like, it's very clever, like... And some of the kids, like, don't even get the references to what they're saying. And it's mm-hmm. just... I don't know. I like it. Like, I, I never finished it. Maybe I will one day. But it's actually a pretty good series. It took it in a new direction. Who doesn't love that? They yeah, should do know. that with Twilight. <laughs> with Forks Washington. <laughs> oh, my God. I, my friend keeps saying, like, we, can we go up to Forks? I want to do the Twilight thing. And I'm like, girl, I've never even seen Twilight. Why would I go to Forks Washington? Because it's a masterpiece. I'm I'm not, I'm never watching that series ever. Unless you want me on it for the pod, I'll do it. 
They're great movies. If I want to have Zach on the pod again, I'm going to have to watch or have him do Twilight because that might be the only chance I get to make him watch it. And he, I know he'll do it for the pod. Like, he will do it. Like, a not lot, even a question. A lot, of people, a lot of people have tried to get me to watch those movies. And I've always said no. I've been saving it for the right moment. This is the right moment. If you, you know what? This might, be a, this might be a good time because, like, we could actually, like, interview someone that's never seen Twilight. I feel like that's a rarity. Like, there's not, like, a lot of people that haven't seen it. Um, I, and I and I have that as a as a point of pride. So I'm not like I'm not BSing here, listeners. I truly have never watched Twilight, I, and I'm proud of it. Weirdly enough, I've seen uh, Twilight, New Moon, Eclipse, and I saw Breaking Dawn Part Two, but I never saw Part One. Why I skipped Part One, I don't know. I don't Every think I've part seen Part Two. I've seen all of them so many times, and I don't think I've ever seen the last one. And it's a similar situation with the Hunger Games for me. Um, twice. Okay, I wanted to lie. Breaking Dawn Part Two has an amazing twist, which I feel like most people already know just from Twitter. Yo, but five like, movies, man! I gotta watch five movies to know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. So, I know. I only know one. Oh, I mean, I know you're movie. not gonna watch. I mean, Kira, do you mind if I? What? I read the books. Well, it's not in the books. It's what like something that? they made for the movie. Like, okay, so like at the end where all the vampires are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And like the first like person they kill is Carlisle, the dad. Uh-huh. And everyone, I remember when I saw it at, like at a movie theater, everyone was like, oh, what the fuck? Carlisle doesn't die in the books. And, like, <laughs> and everyone, they rip his head off too. And everyone's oh, like, oh yeah, what? I know that. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then like they continue for like a 20 minute fight to kill all the Cullens. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, I remember that in audience talk with us like freaking the fuck out. And then, the, and then at the end of the fight where it's just like Bella and Edward versus like the last few, uh, whatever Volturis or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's revealed that this is all Alice projecting a vision of what could happen. And to the uh, Michael Shannon vampire's head, and not like he's she's warning them about how they will lose the fight. So this is all the violence that what? could happen. What? That's yeah, like it's not. So goddamn stupid! Oh my god, they lit- What was that show? They literally pulled a Bob Newhart or whatever the fuck his name is. I think that was right. I have no idea time. what you're oh saying. Oh my god! But... No, so like the 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 only time that has ever worked. Uh, I kind of worked in, in a, Twilight. I won't lie. It was kind of cool. Like, like, I, I, I hate the wake up from a dream, and it was all fake. I hate. That. No, it wasn't I, like a like, wake up, but like it was just cool the way they did. Like they gave you the action without it actually taking place in the movie. Like it was. But with it was action, a cool subversion. That's like saying, "Oh, Tony Stark might die." Dude, you're not going to criticize me for a movie you haven't seen. I I. No, I'm not criticizing the movie itself. I'm criticizing the. Never mind. I just I feel yeah, I believe you action. Lost. Step action, down. No, no, action should have consequences. That's my entire thing. Uh, it's not about the visual. But it's it's a, about the story. I'm not gonna argue with about fucking Breaking Dawn Part Two. We're not doing. When that. I've never even seen the movie. <laughs> We're not doing this. I'm ending. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, we'll do, we'll take it on the group chat. We'll I guess what I'm trying there. to say is. I think Sky High has potential for Disney Plus because I think there is like legitimately stuff they could do on that service that maybe they weren't able to do in 2005. 
like as far as visuals go and like i also feel like this is the perfect opportunity for them to explore even deeper themes like because even high school musical musical the series like actually explores like i know some of the characters are like bi in that show and like gay and they like actually fully explore that and like it's cool like the way they do it so like this i think a sky high show if the movie what kind of like dipped its feet in the water of like themes about like adolescence and growing up i think a movie or show could do even better like, yeah, if, like, like a six episode series like a three hour runtime yeah i mean i'm down for it yeah Kira, do you yeah do i you think understand? so i i could see it happening especially because of the high school musical thing yeah. Um, I guess it's just, like, depending on, like, like you said, like, the numbers, like, when it eventually goes on Disney+. Plus. I think what should happen here is Kira runs the theme parks, Adam runs the movies, and I run Disney+. Plus. I think this is this is the, the thing that um, needs to buddy, happen. I would so be we're going to take over Disney, you're saying? Yes, of course we're going to take over Disney. I don't think we're I want that world. stress on me. I would I... Uh, if Ooh. I took over Disney, I would simply redistribute the wealth. Would you like Abigail? Would you, hire, would you yeah. hire Michael Eisner again? No. No, I would simply give away all the money. He was say, kind no, of, no more movies, no more parks. You don't you know. We, we kind of sort of we talk about Michael Eisner a lot in like a funny and like like kind of like, like this kind of way. Guy. Yeah. Um, however, he is partially responsible for Twin Peaks ending uh, in season two. So, yeah, I feel yeah, like all those wasn't guys, it ABC? They have, show? Yeah, ABC. Yeah, it was ABC. Yeah, like, every Bob time I look at like Iger, old posters, seeing the ABC logo is really funny to me. Didn't yeah. Bob Iger on ABC too? I can't remember. Well, ABC, yeah, yeah, ABC is under. Yeah. Well, ABC was bought by Disney in the early 90s, late 80s, I think. So pretty much everything after that with them was just respond like Disney was responsible for. So like any cool shows you thought were canceled too soon, it's mm-hmm. kind of because of Disney, probably. Bob Iger uh, apparently helped convince ABC to pick up Twin Peaks, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's plenty of anti-Bob like, Iger like, stuff going fuck around. Fuck Bob Iger, but also um, thanks for picking up Twin Peaks. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, like, there's plenty to be said about Bob Iger as far as, like, greediness. Hot, and, uh, like, yeah, all that. But I think he still kind of... Like, I don't know, like, he really advocated for The Last Jedi, and I think... Bob is a word person, and do, do not do not bring up Last Jedi. I know it's your podcast, but do not bring up Last Jedi. Shut up. <laughs> I was literally watching it while I was going to sleep last night, and I'm like, it's just in the back of my mind, I'm like, Zach's a fucking idiot for not liking this movie. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I misspoke. What? Bob Iger loved Twin Peaks and then tried to fire David Lynch off Twin Peaks. It was not, uh, it was not Michael Eisner. Wait, how he, is he I literally it. wrote about it in his autobiography? Um, Wait, so he loved it but wanted to fire the He loved the of it? pilot. He loved the pilot. And then he And then he gave, took it in and then took it in a, in another place. Yeah, he gave David Lynch creative freedom. Oh. 
but then uh, he didn't want them to reveal who killed Laura Palmer at the end of the first season. And then um, he was like, it's frustrating the audience and also me and like the mystery isn't fully <laughs> also solved me. and like yeah <laughs> so fucking stupid oh my that's God. kind of funny though he's like dude i just want to fucking know who killed her like just yeah i'm gonna fucking fire I, you if you don't tell me i feel like i feel like adam would definitely do that though like if he was running a like a television uh you know place and he was like i'm tired of this change this i want to know what's going no, on no i would not do league. that i respect I like you, vision unlike I'm, you no. who hates the last I res- bob oh, Iger okay. wraps up this this part of his autobiography which is so fucking weird that this is like two pages in his autobiography um Just looking back screen. looking back on it now i'm not convinced i was right I was applying a more traditional television approach to the storytelling, and David may have been ahead of his time. Deep down, I felt David was frustrating the audience, but it may well be that my demands for an answer to the question of who killed Laura Palmer (laughs) threw the show into another kind of narrative disarray. David might have been right all along. Damn. Might have. Literally. (laughs) That's kind of, that's really funny, though, (laughs) He's like denying. He's like denying, you know, uh, the fuck up while still maintaining like I kind of fucked up, but I'm never gonna admit it because that's not who I am as a person. Yeah, he's like he... maybe maybe Twin Peaks is a good show, but also like don't blame that on me. Like, <laughs> but also like I want to know who fucking killed Laura Palm or David Lynch. So fucking tell me and the audience, but mostly me. So, like, when when your friends are, like, starting to watch Twin Peaks and you have to kind of tell them, like, just get through the second season. It's so worth it. Like, that's not David Lynch's fault. That's Bob Iger's fault. Consider I literally that. did that. I did that when I first watched it. It was, like, a couple... But like, right before the new season, I was like, oh, my God. I gotta do this because I, I need to know what happens in the third season. And the the memory loss scenes i just i wanted to shoot myself nodding and then the um what was what was the 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 biker kid's name i'm, I'm horrible i can't james. remember james james the that subplot just, there's so many subplots oh sky high though i yeah. i don't know i i loved pretty much everything i saw at twin peaks um kira got me like she yelled at me for like a year to watch it and then I finally did, and it was amazing. Good. Thank um, you. Yeah. Yup, you got it. Sometimes she bullies me, and it works, so. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah. I think that's the, that's just what he, she does all the time, and it always Adam bullies. does that to me, where he bullies me, because, you know, it, it, it trickles down, the bullying, but I'm like, no, Adam, I'm not going to do what you tell me. I am not going to go to what you, you do. say is correct. No, I don't. Damn. Name one time. Name one time where I crest much. Said, oh, oh. Anyways, sky high. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, so, like, any final thoughts, Zachary? Um, all I gotta say about sky high: colors, awesome. Adults, awesome. Kids, awesome. Action, awesome. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, awesome. Is that it? Um, 
I didn't like a little bit of the middle part. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, I just had a good time. I just, I've, it's always a good time. It's a good, you know, it's good 90 minutes. It's very breezy. There's no stakes to like missing out on anything. You can pause it for a couple hours, get back to it. It's that type of movie, and I love that type of movie. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think it. There's some movies that don't really hold up in Zonal Canon. I feel like we've been talking about some good ones lately that we are pretty positive about. But we got to Guys, nice is what you're saying. Okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but I really kind of love this movie. I think it's a kind of a perfect Disney movie. Uh, definitely one of their best ones. So that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, this is definitely something that I like have a ton of memories with, and it was just really nice to be able to rewatch it, you know. Yeah, and also like I don't know, like just remembering how influential a lot of these characters were for me. Like I don't know, Plant Girl, Layla, Goth, uh, uh, Hamster Chick, like all of the or Guinea Pig, Guinea Pig, Magenta. Yeah, Magenta. Her. Yeah, thank you. Um. Yeah, I don't know, like just everything about it, just so iconic, and it holds up in 2020, and I'm just really glad we got to watch it. So, you know what, I, I pushed Zach's apps back a lot, but maybe he has rights for choosing Sky High. Thank yeah. you very much, Adam. I'm I'm very glad you were willing to admit something like that. I mean, don't get used to it. But. I know. Oh, I know. This is this is a one-time deal. But I have it. You know, it's recorded. It's going to be out in the in the world. So that's all that matters. Um. So, do you want to <laughs> plug something? And by something, I mean not like something that exists. Something that exists. Um. I recently changed my uh, Twitter at from alcoholic Zach to simply. Uh, Zachary Perry 22. So I got that going for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not reveal my spam account. I know I, lo- I love you as a millennial, but no one's getting that at the moment. And are oh, you missing all your workout videos and drunken uh, posts? I, I'm doing. I'm gonna do the workout videos more. I just uh, recently deadlifted for the first time in a couple months. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. No, I, I go off topic here. But uh, thank you so much, Adam and Kira, for allowing me on for the first time in over six months since it was agreed upon that I would come on. Which and is my I hope fault, the audience. Not I know. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not blaming Kira at all in this. She is. She is a. She is a innocent bystander. Um, I hope the audience enjoys. I mean, not it. necessarily I mean, because uh, I don't oh, want yeah, to watch Master of Disguise. Yeah, I did when I when. I first made my Twitter. I emailed Kira, or I emailed. Email. I, uh, I, yeah, I messaged Kira and was like, "This could be you and me if we record the Masters of the Skies podcast." And it was a picture of uh, the Turtle Man and uh, the girl. But yeah, yeah. that's how everybody knows who you were. And I think I just didn't answer, and I screenshotted it and sent it to Adam, and he was like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, like my oh, buddy Zach. That's how he just talks to people. That's <laughs> how I Master that's how I slide into the DMs. Yeah. Master of the Skies memes. But yeah, hope to be on again for whatever. Not maybe Twilight, maybe uh something better and more memorable. Um maybe not uh Master of Disguise, maybe anything else. I'll, um, I'll you know what? 
I'll I'll see you guys in February. That's six months from now. It's from you know when it was supposed mm-hmm. to be like last time. So yeah, we'll do this. It'll be a six month thing. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Adam underscore not Sandler. Um, and also my other podcast, the Aggressively Okay podcast. Uh, this week we are doing a Spider Man episode, so. We're going to be going through like every iteration of uh, the Spider-Men, uh, so to say, and trying to rank them. Uh, we have also previously done Mission Impossible, Fast and Furious, a um, whole lot of different acclaimed directors, just kind of trying to go through all these different brackets and lists during COVID. So, you know, if you like two drunk idiots arguing with each other, you should definitely check it out. And sometimes three drunk idiots. I come on there every so often. Yeah, once every seven months or so. Yep, yep, just around there. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter at garlic emoji, and also join the Mike Myers Movie Club at tinyletter.com/slash/mike Myers Movie Club. Um, we're basically done, as I say every week. We're basically done with all movies, like good movies. Um, and we're just, like, grasping at whatever we can at this point. But we might restart some rewatches of the good movies. So look out for that. Yeah. Or even just, like, do press interviews with, like, just watch old junket stuff with Mike Myers. Yeah. Yeah. We've done, like, the SNL, like, best of. Um, mm-hmm. We did the 1997 MTV Movie Awards last weekend. So that was fun because <laughs> he hosted that. Um yeah, it's, like, not, like, super Mike Myers-focused uh, now. And we also do Dana Carvey Movie Club, unfortunately, on Wednesdays. But that kind of turned into we all fucking hate Dana Carvey. So now we just, like, we'll do, like, random screenings. Like, I did a secret screening of 9 to 5, and that was fun. So I'll, yeah. uh, I'll get on Dana Carvey uh, one time, and I'll, I'll take the heat. You know, I'll take it from, you know, 10 or 11 people trying to attack me, in my opinion. Because I do it with Adam, and it feels like nine people. Well, they so. already did Master Disguise, so you missed your opportunity. I'll I'll just go on there and be like, "Hey guys, real quick, let's talk about Masters of Disguise." Yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not like that. It's not I know. Good. I know. Um, but I uh, I don't know. I'm still waiting on my Fast and Furious movie club, so let me uh, let Sean know that's what I'm kind of wanting as far as that goes. Actually, that would kind of work because it's like you could do a movie every month and then COVID will push Fast and Furious 9 back another year. No, if we take the page out of Mike Myers' movie club, we could also go down Vin Diesel's entire resume, The Rock's entire resume. I mean, it works. So, I don't know. Pitch to Sean, see what he says. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, Zach, for coming on. Thank you, Kira. Hopefully you enjoyed me in some shape or form. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, like, so tired tonight. So I know. I, I heard just, like, gone. am he was disassociating. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I just I'm, really I'm listening intently, though. I, I, I am... I, I... You didn't have coffee at 8.30 tonight? No, not tonight. Yeah. Zach's a fan. He's a fan. Oh, yeah. You know my coffee schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a little obsessed. That's why I wanted to come on here so bad. Yeah. Well, even so, follow us on socials if you aren't already, because Kira posts quality memes on our Twitter page. 
Oh, thanks. Yes. All right. Well, bye, guys. Bye, guys. Kira, thanks again. Bye, dog. <laughs>